Happy Friday, everybody. And welcome to your favorite Mad Men podcast, Made Men, where today I just finished watching Season 6, Episode 3, Collaborators. Hey, everybody. It's Friday, and it's not nighttime, and you're hearing from me. Isn't that amazing? Be perfectly honest. I would have watched the show Friday night, you know, tonight. Um, but my wife got a text. This couple wants to go out to dinner with us. And um, we're actually going to get there. Unlike the dinner in this episode, the four of us are going to get there. And the nice thing is, is if two of us weren't able to go there... The other two wouldn't still have dinner and wouldn't be secretly having an affair behind everyone's back. That I can guarantee you. Um, so why don't we just get right into it? This episode starts off in suburbia. Oh, wonderful suburbia where Pete and Pete's wife, you know, who I don't even remember, Trudy, are, uh, looks like they're finishing up a, um, a dinner. They had their new neighbors over. Uh, two two married couples who, for some reason, find Pete attractive. There's something I miss. I'm missing. Whereas, like this Pete, who looks a little smarmy, and you know, and I don't even think it's just the guy. I think it's the way the guy, the actual actor, portrays him. Excuse me. This arrogance, this smarminess. Um, plus, the receding hairline. Now, I mean, are we serious? Um, and these two women are like taken him oh he's this young advertising executive and they're they're like talking about um oh i can get you he's like have you seen hair and i can get you it's a very sexually provocative uh with marijuana smoking in it and um i can get you tickets and the wives are like oh that'd be great he goes let me give you um my she goes i'm afraid to come into the city well i can i can rest assured i can get you into the city and, um, you know, I can buy you a hot dog. I'm like, what the F is this guy talking about? Meanwhile, Trudy's talking to the two husbands, and they're flirting with her, talking about, um, oh, would you dress up like a, a, an Easter bunny with a little cottontail, and, oh, we should go skinny dipping. This, um, this neighborhood's a bunch of freaks. Uh, and the, he, you know, he ends up giving the two, Pete ends up giving the two neighbor, the two neighbor wives, uh, his business card, which has, I don't think it's his business card as much as his, it's his apartment card, if you know what I mean. Um, and Pete's just like living in suburbia. And, and meanwhile, during this episode, a lot of things around the Vietnam War are happening. Um, I, I don't remember the details, but there was a uh, there was a news report that broke in, and then there was a, Pete was watching a clip of uh, Johnny Carson, I believe. Uh, I think that was that night. Um, the Tonight Show, where they like we need, uh, they were going to have Jim Garrison in to talk about the uh, the JFK assassination. If you remember the movie JFK, Jim Garrison was the Kevin Costner uh, character that did the whole investigation. But he said, "But first, we need to go via sat via satellite for 15 minutes to give you an update on the war." Um, meanwhile, Don is in his elevator. There's a lot of elevator uh, acting in the show. 
And Don is getting in his elevator, and the one floor down, the door opens, and there's the good doctor with the good doctor's cheating wife. And they're talking about money, just kind of, you know, bantering, arguing. She's not, she doesn't go to work. And he, they're like, oh, hi. He just kind of walked into conversation. They get in the elevator, and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, you know, I give her money, but I feel like she just sends it straight to our kid. Don't worry, though. We'll have the money for the dinner Wednesday because I guess he's taking them out to dinner. Uh, that's the dinner I was talking about. And Don's like, you know what? I left my cigarettes upstairs. He presses his floor. The doctor gets off at the bottom. And then when the doctor leaves, uh, Don presses the 16th floor, which is the floor of Mrs. Doctor, who I do not know her name yet. Linda Cardellini is the actress. The collaborators. There are a lot of collaborators in this show, um, in this episode. Uh, and the first of which is Don and... Doctor Wife, who I again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna know her name, so I'm just gonna keep calling her Doctor Wife. Um, goes right back upstairs and says, "You know what? Let's have sex." Doesn't that sound like a wonderful idea? She's like, "Yes, I believe it is." Um, and we get some flashbacks, which we haven't had in a while. Uh, and I, I guess it's kind of giving us an insight of to why uh, Dickie Whitman, Don Draper is kind of um, maybe not a perv, but maybe a he, he sees sex in a way that it's just like, I want it, so I will have it. Um, and he even gives the woman the, the... So the flashback was like them, him with his mother, which I don't think it's his mother, right? It's because his mother died having him. It's his dad's who died ex-wife, Right. And I'm assuming that the baby is his brother, um, Adam. But they show up at what I assume is a whorehouse uh, and just kind of live in there for a while with some creepy-looking dude who runs the place. Um, but that they, you know, they sh I'm, I'll just get this one out of the way because they show this. And then I think later they just show him looking in a looking through a keyhole, seeing that creepy guy about to mount his pregnant mother, or this, this woman who's not his mother, but the woman taking care of him. Uh, he mounts her for sex, and um, this, you know, like the, a younger prostitute's like, hey, you don't stop creeping. He's like, oh, I dropped a penny. Um, but it was just like Don kind of, his first foray of being a, a sexy creep. And um, when we cut back, he's with, the, I guess he's in the maid chambers with the with the doctor wife, um, and he's like, "Oh, at least I got something done today. Something good happened today." Um, excuse me. We then cut over to Peggy over at her new job with her new minions, and really the 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 thought of this episode is, or at least the the main part of Peggy's story is that these she's she's not getting the best work out of these young guys and they're afraid of her and she like she's not in, she's maybe she's not inspiring them enough um because later on in the episode like she tries to she tries to be nice to them and then later on in the episode uh she finds this uh powder and she's like oh is this is a new client she brings it to the boss is it ted i want to say i don't remember uh she brings it to a new boss and he looks at the specs or like the details on it and it was joking about like you know used for used for old women 
uh, or, or Olsons, you know, so it was like a practical joke. She's like, oh, they're funny when I don't want them to be. Um, but, you know, that that's not the end of Peggy's story, but that kind of is the most, at least, you know, that she's not getting through to these guys and she's not um, connecting to them where the way she should be. Now, we see Pete's apartment for the first time. Remember, his wife got him the apartment because it was so you know, much safer for him to to leave, you know, to be in the city, which is BS. And who shows up at one of the uh, young, neighbor, young neighbors? The young neighbor wife shows up. And he's like, oh, would you like something to eat? Would you like something to drink? Um, he's like, would you like me to kiss you and make love to you? Because that's what I'm going to do. It's just kind of like she showed up to sex Pete. And they sexed. They sexed it right away. Uh, like they, they just started kissing, going at it. And it's like, let's do this. And then they did it. We cut over to uh, the office. And there's, there's two things going on in the office. Today, two clients. We got Heinz and we got Jaguar. Jaguar. Heinz, the big thing is, is that they're talking to one of the reps, one of the guys who runs ketchup. Ooh, ketchup is the big deal. And he got brought in by the other guy who does oils and baked beans, um, you know, kind of the lesser stuff for Heinz. Um, but he's connecting them with the guy from ketchup. And Ken's excited, and Don's pretty excited. And the guy's like, look, and he tells that new guy, Bob, don't take any notes. I'm not here officially. This isn't a handshake. This isn't a real meeting. It's, it was nice to meet you, though. It was nice to just kind of talk to you a little bit because, you know, we're excited for what you did with baked beans. They leave, and the baked beans guy is, like, pissed off. He's like, oh, you know, you, you cannot talk to him anymore. He's like, you know, we understand. He goes, no, no, that's not a wink. Do not speak to him. I don't want you dealing with him anymore. Okay, they treat me like crap. And then once they see what, what the returns I brought in, they said, you did that. They didn't say, oh, you did that. They said, you did that. So this guy feels like he's being treated like a garbage. And therefore, he's holding personal vendetta that he's like, if you so much as spit in his direction, I will pull everything I have out of, out of your business. And they can't afford to lose Heinz baked beans. Uh, so they can't go after Heinz ketchup, which is really just a big, giant waste of time. Uh, and, but the guy's just, I don't know. I don't know why he, he, he even brought them there. Maybe because that guy, he has to do with the ketchup guy says, I don't know. Uh, Don was a little annoyed. Ken was apologetic because he thought there was something more coming out of it. Um, that was really it for Heinz. I feel like they talked about it. They were annoyed by it. That Heinz guy is annoying. Um, over back at the, uh, at the Pete apartment, it was actually kind of funny. She's like talking and she's kind of, you know, getting all, you know, she's, she's getting a little too connected. She's like, oh, you're out of toilet paper. I should get you some. And he's like, yeah, yeah, uh, I need to get back to work. Can we hurry this along? He just wanted to get in and get out. Um, oh, that sounds right. That doesn't sound right. Now, back at the apartment complex, we see uh, Megan talking to the maid because the maid forgot to do this. So the maid forgot to do that. And the maid's been screwing up. Megan's very upset and in walks Dr. Wife. Just as Megan fires the girl, she fires the maid. Megan starts crying. She's been really upset. And um, Dr. Wife is like, uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. She goes, Why don't we? And Megan's like, uh, I, I'm just not feeling good. And she said, uh, Why don't we go upstairs? And oh, listen to that police siren. I don't know if you can hear that. They're not after me. So, um, and Megan is like, uh, 
oh, you know, I shouldn't go upstairs. She might still be up there. Like, let's go up there before she starts stealing your silverware. Ha, ha, ha. So Megan, um, which is Don's wife, and Dr. Wife, which is Don's lover, uh, go upstairs to the apartment just to have a, a smoke and a drink or a smoke and a talk. And Megan uh, confides in her that she had a miscarriage. She had a miscarriage, and she feels really guilty because she didn't tell Don. She was, she was sloppy in Hawaii, so it must have happened then. Uh, and the reason she didn't tell Don is because she was also guilty because she didn't know what she wanted to do with it. She didn't know if we even wanted a baby. Maybe she wanted to get an abortion. She didn't, they didn't say these things, but you could, it was implied. And she said, I wasn't brought up that way, but I thought about doing it. Have you ever had this issue? And the woman goes, you know, um, oh, yeah, after the first son was born, I guess they had a miscarriage. But she never thought that because it's just not what you do. It's just the way I was brought up. And she goes, and you probably don't feel that way either. Um, and Megan was just like really upset and crying. And then Don walks in. He's like, oh, what are, you, what are, you, what are my two lovers doing here? He didn't say that. But um, she's like, oh, I'm going to leave you too. I'm going to, I'll see you guys later. And he goes, I'll see you tomorrow. And she's like, what are you talking about? For dinner. Oh, yes, right, right, right. Um, so that was like, you, you could see the guilt um or at least I saw the, I thought I saw guilt on Lyndon Cardellini's face with Megan. But it wasn't exactly that. Um, back at the office the next day, who shows up but that fat effing prick from Jaguar who um, basically, uh, I want, I, I, it, it isn't rape, but it, it might as well be. Pro, they, when they prostituted out Joan to this fat, I want to say F word, I want to say it, but I'm not going to. Um, this guy is walks around like his shit don't stink like he's the big hey how you doing hey girl i've been thinking about you and she says you you know i haven't seen you around she's like she's like you haven't seen you have body parts you haven't seen in a while she just gave it right to him like screw you i don't care about you we, i don't need to impress you anymore weird you got the job done and uh he's just a real prick and she goes right into don's office and just said he's here and has a drink doesn't even look at don just kind of looks straight ahead like Look, she's a partner now. She ain't going to deal with this shit. And she, you know, she, uh, just the shit she had to go through for this. Um, and you can see Don look at her like, you know, I'm so sorry you had to do this. Don was the man who said you shouldn't have to do this. Um, but they go into this guy and he's a real jerk. I thought he was going to ask for Joan again. And that would have just really pissed me off. But what he did ask for was he's selling Jaguar and he's glad they got Jaguar. But he needs more people in the door. He needs, they need to focus more on local advertising, which Don thinks is a stupid idea. And Pete thinks he'll do whatever he wants to make the client happy. Um, and this guy's like, you know, we got, we, I think we should put 60% into local and 40% into national. And he, you know, he, all he cares about is himself, not the company. So Pete's like, you know, smiling and every, smiling and glad handing. That's what Pete does. Don didn't even want to deal with it. And um, that other guy, Bob, was just kind of there. Um, but Pete was, you know, he's like, just got to do what the client wants. And it's, it's annoying. Um, but believe me, Don does exactly, exactly what the client wants. Uh, it's nighttime over at Peggy's office. And Stan gives a call. Uh, oh, no, she, either she calls Stan or whatever. They, they talk to each other. They just as they do, they're just kind of hanging out. Stan's giving gossip from the, from the other side. He actually, she actually, he actually told her about the Heinz stuff. And I thought that might come back to bite them. So in walks Peggy's boss, and she's like, oh, I got to go. And he's like, oh, it's okay to have personal calls. Um, you know, it's, it's after five. You, you should be able to do that. She goes, oh, he's, a, he's just a friend from the old place. She goes, he goes, oh, it's funny what's going on there. And she mentions it too. And he's like, oh, it's always funny when the place you leave isn't doing as well. It's always a nice feeling. 
Um, but she said, uh, oh, Heinz is having trouble? Oh, oh, they, they'd never leave. They'd never leave over there. But will they? Dun, dun, dun. We'll get there. We'll get there. Because it's war. It's war. Um, so Don comes home from work and he's like, all right, let's go out to dinner. And Megan's in a, like a, like a house coat saying, I don't feel good. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to go over to bed. You please go have dinner. I want you to have fun. And it's like, you know, what's going to happen. You know, what's going to happen here. Right? So, um, we cut over to the Campbell house and there's a, they're hanging out watching TV and there's a frantic yelling and screaming at the door. They run to the door and who's there, but the woman, the neighbor that Pete had bedded in his apartment and she's all beat up and bloody. And you hear the, the husband out there going, you can keep her. So the husband is an asshole and beat her up. And they, um, they took her in. And they're like, well, let's call the co- I'll call the authorities. She's like, no, no, please don't. And they're trying to look for places for her to go. When Trudy leaves the room, Pete looks at her while he's trying to call, him a, a call for a hotel. He looks at her and he said, what did you say to him? Not... Like, oh, my God, what what did he do to you? It's what did you say to him to make him do this to you? Like, it's your fault. Ah, oh, Pete is garbage. And luckily, he going to get what's his. Um, so it ends up that they do find a hotel for her. And he's like, I'll call you a cab. She's like, nonsense, I'll drive you. He goes, oh, oh, oh I, I understand. He didn't want to drive her. He didn't want to be with her. He just he's like, I did what I did, and it's over with. Um, it, but she leaves the room. She's like, I want to be with you. Come drive me to the hotel. She just really still wants to sleep with him. Like, she's a cuckoo bird herself. Um, but Trudy ends up taking her to the uh, to the hotel. And Pete's just left alone being like, what the hell? Um, meanwhile, wow, I'm flying through this. I feel like I'm talking extra fast. Um, anyway, we cut over to dinner. And it is um, the good doctor, the doctor's wife. And Don, and they're at this fancy Italian restaurant where uh, they have a, they have a good name there. And they they spend a lot of money, uh, so they don't want to lose that money. So when the doctor gets a call away to uh, hospital to do surgery, um, he's like, "You need to stay. You, you can't leave. We can't leave now. I don't want to lose my foot in this door. Order for four, you know, jokingly. They didn't order for four, and now it's just Don and doctor wife left alone in this restaurant." Uh, to have a romantic dinner together. So they small talk, small talk, bitter banter. She's like talking about, she mentions something about Megan and what are we doing? They, they seem nice. I like being you know around them. How can we do this? Um, but Don's like, this is what's going to happen. And I don't want to, he goes, I don't even think about it. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to take you, I'm going to take that dress off. That's what's going to happen. And you want to eat, like, so they order dinner quick, and that's exactly what happens. They go upstairs, and they make sweet love. But she also says to him, I, I don't know why I'm jealous. I don't want to be jealous. Let's just, you know, let's just enjoy this. We can't talk much because then it doesn't feel as French or something. But she was getting jealous of Don's wife, uh, Megan, which annoyed me because I'm like, you shouldn't even be in this picture. And Don's like, all I want is you. All I think about is you. I'm like, Don. <laughs> Megan, what is going on? How is this happening? Why are you ruining this? You have a good thing, you son of a bitch. Um, geez, I feel like I've, I'm talking about most of what else happened. So they go, they have, they make, they do the loving, and um, oh, Don comes home from dinner, and Megan's there waiting for him. 
And that's when she tells the truth. It's actually a nice conversation. Uh, Don's like, I want to do whatever you want. And he, she, you know, she says, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't know what, what you wanted to do. He goes, you should have told me. I'm like, Don, you hypocrite. You sh- yes, you should have told me. Um, but it's almost like they're talking about children. I don't know if that's going to happen. I have no idea. But she's like, um, you know, I don't know if this is, uh, you know, something you want. So should we have that conversation? He's like, I'll do whatever. I'll have that conversation if you want to have that conversation. So they might, maybe they're going to try to have kids now. I don't know. That's great. Wonderful. Yeah, bring another baby into a, a, a soon-to-be broken home. Uh, yeah. So we go back to the Campbell house the next day, and Pete's like, hey, uh, hello, good morning. Uh, well, I'm off. And she's like, Trudy, this is where my moment where I'm like, Trudy isn't blind, and she isn't oblivious. And she knew what was going on. And she, it seems like she's always known what's going on. She's like, you couldn't keep it to yourself. Seriously, even in, she's our neighbor. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, I got you that stupid apartment. I tried to, you know, to keep you, to say it was, in, to keep you safe or whatever. And just try to turn a blind eye. And I don't know what you're insinuating. She goes, it's over. And I was like, yes, Trudy. Yes. And Pete's like, what are you talking about? Uh, you want a divorce? She goes, no, I'm not going to be a failure. I, you, you, I don't want you in this house. So she's kicking him out of the house, but I guess they're staying married. I don't want you in the 50-mile radius of this house. Um, I don't want you, like, was it peeing anywhere between a 50-mile radius? Something like that. 500 feet? I don't know. But she kicked him out of the house, and I loved it. And he goes, I don't know what you think you're thinking, what you're thinking of, but you're going to go to sleep alone tonight not even knowing if it's true. Like, he didn't say, he didn't deny it. He just says, you don't even know if it's true. Like, what? He's, ah, I hate Pete so much. I hate him. Um, cut over to uh, uh, Peggy's office, and we get to the, um, the, the guy comes in and goes, hey, just want to let you know, this is everything we have on Heinz. Uh, see if we can come up with something, because maybe we're going to meet with them. She's like, what are you talking about? She goes, well, they, they're going to be meeting. Um, they're going to be taking meetings, and no one really knows that. She goes, yeah, but I told you about that she's like my friend told me in confidence because yeah but he's not your friend he's 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 the enemy and you could see that this guy is like business 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 it doesn't matter how you get the information you got the information that they're taking meetings so we got to get in on those meetings and don i mean not don uh peggy you could see there was hesitance you could see Maybe a crack in the armor where she's like, you know, maybe this isn't the right place. These guys aren't connecting with me. I like being the creative, not working with the creative. She talked about Stan. She goes, you liked working for me. He goes, I worked with you. Um, And now this boss doing this, which seems a little underhanded, but is it? I don't even know if it is. The only reason I think it's underhanded is because Peggy got the info from, from Stan, and Stan didn't mean to, you know, do anything. He was throwing around just gossip with her. Um, so I don't know. I'll see where that, that ends up. Uh, my favorite part of this whole episode was in the Jaguar meeting where, um, they, it was the, that local fat load, um, with the two British guys and Pete and, um, Harry, Harry was there cause he's doing the TV spots and Don. And then we see Roger. Roger was there. This is the only real time we see Roger in this episode. Um, and I wonder if he directed it. Because sometimes you see like people out in the episodes a lot because they're doing other things. Um, I'd have to look back and see that, but who knows? So 
Pete's like, you know, oh, the guy's like, what were you saying about like the local thing? Wasn't that something you were telling me about Pete? Like bringing it up because they want this guy wanted it to be the advertising guy's idea because they're the ones who are so persuasive because it's fat load. <sighs> just wants what he wants and, want, and doesn't care how he gets it. Um, and Pete's like, yes, yes, we were thinking about you know gearing towards the the the. Uh, the consumer, the, the people who buy the car. And Don goes all out and does exactly what this guy asked for, but does it in such a way that this guy knew that he was doing it underhandedly. Or maybe he didn't know. Maybe he just thought he was bad at it. But he was doing it in a way that it made the British guys be like, well, we don't want that. Don's like, no, no, this is great. Because we want to focus on the guy in New Jersey. We want to focus on the guy, the little man. The one We want to put, well, why don't we make flyers? We can really focus on local people, radio and flyers. And um, he goes, we can try to get that guy who, you know, it, it works for used cars. Doesn't it work for used cars? And he says to the fat load, Herb or something like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. And the British guy was like, well, we don't want it. Thank you. And Don's like, all right, too bad. Don um, goes into his office. Oh, Pete yells at him. He's like, what were you doing with that? He goes, I gave him exactly what he wanted. He goes, you know, you didn't, you know, do that, blah, blah, blah. And Don, Don's like, I don't care what he thinks. You know, we're going to give in to the client every single time. That's stupid. Uh, Roger says something like, that was a really good job of self-implosion. That was well done. Don's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so it was kind of great, actually. That Don, you know, even though his professional life is, you know, to me like a two, his, his I mean, his home life is like a two. His professional life is like a nine. Um, nine. Uh, it just, I liked it. I liked it a lot because he was being really... Uh, disingenuously inge- it, in, he was being disingenuous for a genuine reason I don't know if that makes sense disingenuous to the right people that deserved it um, and then towards the end of the episode we see um, Pete in the office alone and Bob's there that young new guy Bob and they're talking about uh, you know he's like oh look at you you look you must your first one here and your last one out. You, you must love what you do. And Pete's like, it, it, it makes it look like that, doesn't it? He's like, look, I worked in finance and these guys were trading all these people's money and drinking under the table. You, you do, what you do makes it look a lot nicer. He goes, oh, it's all about looks, isn't it? He's like, oh, Bob, while you're out, can you get me um, toilet paper? My wife mentioned toilet paper. No, it's not his wife. Remember, his apartment needs toilet paper. And he's alone now, so he's going to need that. Um, that was really at the end of Pete. The... Um, Don ends up going to the doctor wife's back door again while doctor's home. She's like, what are you doing? He goes, I, I want to see you. She's like, he's, he's here. He goes, all right, tomorrow morning then. And he just gives this look like, blah, 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 boom. And we, that's when we see one more flashback of when the, his, his, when he was younger and the whole peeping on the sexing and all that weird stuff. And the episode ends where he goes to his apartment, goes to the door, sits down outside the door, almost like he can't bear himself to go in. Is it, is it because he doesn't want to be with Megan? Is it because of the kids thing? Is it because everything's getting to him? He says he was under the weather. That's why he was given the excuse for Jaguar. Um, but was it, um, or was it like he's actually feeling guilty or is it bothering him that he's not feeling guilty? So I wonder what got him, um, made him kind of just hang out there. Um, oh, I looked it up real quick. Uh, Rod, um, John Hamm, Don Draper himself, actually directed this episode. So, the collaborators. I mean, Pete and that neighbor, they collaborated for um, adultery. 
Don and Dr. Wife, they collaborated for Adultery. Um, Pete and Don were going to be the collaborators for and, and this Jaguar to pull this kind of ruse over the national guys to make them focus on local spots. It didn't go quite well, but that seemed kind of like that was happening. Um, Peggy's boss is and Peggy, are, maybe they're collaborating to kind of swoop Heinz in. Uh, the Heinz guy was being a collaborator himself, kind of going you know behind the scenes and trying to see if he could you know, meet with um, a new business, even though he didn't have the meeting. So a lot of collaborators in this episode that is titled Collaborators. I have to say, I feel like I've covered everything. And it's weird because I didn't talk that long. I've had episodes where I talked twice as long. Um, we didn't really get, you know, any Roger in this episode, except for one moment, one little line. It's always great to see him. Harry, we saw for a second. Joan, we had for a couple minutes. She had some good, strong minutes. Uh, Pete, um, you know, got, got, to, got to bang his neighbor, but he also got kicked out of the house. So, ha, 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 ha. Uh, Stan might have accidentally um, helped his competitors. Uh, and if Peggy takes advantage of that, we'll see what happens with Stan. I don't know. But, um, and of course, Don's banging the neighbor. I mean, really, what else is new? It's like sometimes you just you put on Mad Men. It's like, oh, which guy is cheating on his wife more today? Is it Roger? Is it Don? Or is it Pete? Oh, look, it's Harry. He's there, too. Um, I still have faith in Ken. So, my goodness, am I done already? It's really windy out. It's, it's weird because it's, look, it's going to be November. It's Halloween night in, uh, when I'm recording this. I mean, what are you talking about? It's Friday. Uh, it, it's November, and it's, um, it's like warm out. I don't even have the heat on, and I have to have windows open just to, like, stay cool. I mean, cool as in the temperature. I'm always cool. Uh but there's a nice breeze coming in, so you can hear it a little sometimes. Ooh, that feels good. Um, I didn't go on the back deck because it's kind of rainy, too. So Trick-or-treating got postponed for two days, which really stinks. Uh, my nephew's getting his tonsils out tomorrow, and the trick-or-treating got moved to Saturday, so I don't think he can participate now, so he's probably pissed. Um, I, think, I think I'm done. I don't know. Sometimes I'll just throw in a little something that has nothing to do with Mad Men because that's me. The Made Man. Well, not quite yet. I'm trying. I'm almost there. Uh, you know where you can find me on Twitter? It's at MadeManPod. On Facebook, we're Fans Not Experts, but believe me, no one ever updates that. The website is FansNotExperts.com. And um, for podcasting, you know, you've, read, you've heard the ads. Anchor. Anchor.fm. If you want to do your own podcast, it's free. It's not only free, but you can actually make money. Look, this, this isn't even an ad for that. This is, you, you've already heard that. But just check it out if you ever want to do a podcast. You can literally, all you need is the phone and your app. You could do things like, you know, editing and all these things on your computer. And I do that. Um, but if you want to, you could have a podcast tonight with your phone. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and that's anchor.fm slash made man. If you want to check out us directly there, uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere, anywhere podcasts are available. If you're just listening to us for the first time. Um, that's weird. This is a random episode to do that to, but please subscribe. And uh, I would I wouldn't say even leave a leave a podcast review because I don't even know where you do that anymore. I don't even know if iTunes exists anymore. So 
I just want to say thank you very much for listening. I just wrote a song about listening. Well, thank you very much for listening. This episode is all done. So now it's time to go from my normal speaking voice down a little bit. And a little bit more. And finally, down here, where I can say to you, I want to thank you for listening. And I want to thank you for coming along on this journey with me. A journey made of drinking alcohol, smoking, wearing ties, selling advertising, and sleeping with women who you are not married to. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike. This show is made, man, and I want to thank you for coming along on this journey as I strive to become a made. I'm going to cough. <clears throat> I blew it. Made. <coughs> I can't do it. A made. I'm, I'm selling pigs in space. A made man. Fans, not experts.